0: All right. There we go. There we go. I see us. Although I think it just started with uh, (laughs) me explaining that we needed to get past that part. Oh, Oh, that's I thought I waited long enough, but apparently I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Oh, welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 204, your once week live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. And I'm Steve. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or in podcast form over on anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. All Super Chats are read on the air so long as they won't permanently demonetize my channel. And what comes after that? I don't remember.
1: Uh, I just drew a blank. Sponsors, we got any sponsors? Uh, sponsors?
0: Not, until, not until 30 minutes in. Oh, okay. Uh, mm? Oh, we're drinking uh, alcohol on the show. Yes, and sir, if you're sorry. drinking with us, alcoholic or not. <laughs> I just like completely lost the plot. Like I was going well and I was in a rhythm and then it just went, it's gone. Yeah, it just goes nope. away. Nope. Nope we do drink alcohol on the show and if you're drinking along with us alcoholic or not let us know in the chat and we'll give some early show shout outs as we go along and if you like the content you see on this channel and want to help support us in what we do think about joining the patreon or Floatplane, where you can get access to my exclusive discord server chat with myself john rhett steve all the hosts from talking heads and take part in the awesome and ever-growing community that hangs out over there Seriously, was going to be one of my best intros, and then just <laughs> and then you
1: just had that brain fart right there. Boop. Yep. 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 And it's gone too. Yep. I was and even focused? You sit there. there uh, I'm live. Uh, what's what's my line again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> line.
1: Line. Yeah, you got it. You need some cue cards.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Your daughter's old enough; she can stand there and hold the cue cards for you. And
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like, honey, you don't have to go to bed if you hold the cue cards for me.
0: Uh Novella Hub says, looks like, uh, looks like I picked a good night to wear a Star Trek shirt. Yes, uh, I no, figured that's, that's right. yeah. it's October. I, I might as well uh, start the month in style. So I yes. figured I'd start with the old uh, 2009 reboot, uh, go with science officer. And yeah.
1: uh, you have, you have multiple, uh, multiple uh, Star Trek shirts, different ones. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> figured you would. <laughs>
0: I got a couple different ones of these I've got a next gen uh, I'm working on a couple more so i
1: think I think my wife still has uh the uh, original series nurse uh outfit oh yeah yeah from the from nice. the original series yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, it's obvious that we need a uh, <laughs> beverage tonight.
1: Yes, I know. I need, uh, I, need, I need to focus.
0: Yes, need need a little focus. Steve, what are you drinking tonight?
1: Uh, OK, so tonight I have three wildly different types of beers. First, uh, I have an IPA, uh, actually a hazy, a mosaic IPA from Caldera Brewing. They're in Ashland, Oregon uh in this nice purple can and it's called wind doves cryo <laughs> so it's uh, yes it's a hazy mosaic with with cryo cryo hops yep. so that's where the cryo comes from very cool and then i have one of uh left hand brewing everybody knows and loves their uh oh, their, milk stout their, their nitro yes. yeah yes their nitro milk stout is excellent but they have a peanut butter milk stout now roop, roop so hoping that's going to be really good because i like their normal stout and for something a little more on the tart side i have from new terrain brewing walk in the parfait <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's it's a good a, name too yeah i know <laughs> it's a uh sour raspberry and lemon yogurt uh sour beer nice
0: for myself, uh, I'm going with a uh, a Northwest classic. I've got the uh, the frame from uh, Hood River, Oregon. Yeah. Uh, the big IPA. Uh, this one's clocking in at 8.2 percent. Uh, very very classic West Coast IPA. Uh, and then I decided to to go out in left field and go for like something that completely does not match. Uh, uh-huh. So I went with a vanilla chai latte, wake and bake coffee, oatmeal imperial stout, twenty twenty reserve, from Terrapin Beer in Athens, Georgia.
1: That's a mouthful.
0: It, it is a mouthful, and it's it's all like that's the name. <laughs> that's... <laughs> it's just
1: it sounds delicious, though. I mean, yeah. it sounds really good.
0: Skull, good luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, this one's clocking in at nine four. So wow, that's a heavy hitter. Yeah, heavy hitter. But I was I was going. You know what sounds good tonight? Like like the last couple of days, it it mm-hmm. it started to feel like fall, where it's no longer summer. It's yeah. not like a, a late summer rain. It's truly feeling like fall. Like we had it's a like couple the dark uh, beer weather. Yeah. Yeah, and and so it's like you know what? Like vanilla and chai just sound yeah so so good. And so I don't go yeah, pumpkin I, spice. I go chai in in the fall.
1: <laughs> Chai. Yeah, it's kind of the same. I think they got a lot of the same spices. I'm actually having a hard time finding pumpkin beers. Not for me, my wife loves pumpkin beers, so yeah. I try to find some for her. And uh yeah, it's it's usually I have to go to a specialty store like John's Marketplace to find pumpkin beers cuz no place around here sells them. And if yeah. they do, they're usually gone. So,
0: all right, uh, we got a couple shout outs, and uh, mm-hmm. Steve, if you want to go ahead and pour yours, and then I'll uh, sure pour mine. I'm going to start a off
1: with a. Let's start with the IPA.
0: <laughs> uh, Meek says, uh, "Look, Jeff's in uniform." Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, let's see. When do the the shout outs start? Uh, shout we got a earlier. we got a Lucas uh, Lucas drinking a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Excellent timing on that. Uh Michael drinking a three Floyds Barbarian Haze IPA New England style six and a half percent. Jeremy's got a diet or sorry, drinking a mountain dew, not a diet mountain dew. Didn't want to throw you under the bus or anything <laughs> there. Uh Williams got a uh Invictus Brewing James Maple Pecan Nut Brown Ale, six percent. Let's see. Anything else? Uh, Skull drinking a Fair State Brewing Cooperative uh, double universe uh, double IPA. Double IPA. Whoa. Uh oh. I just about <laughs> broke a glass. It's I a knocked... Good thing it
1: was empty too. I mean, that well, I hadn't been
0: popped the cap yet, so real
1: travesty. If yeah,
0: it sure. and it shot straight at my mixer, <laughs> at my audio mixer. It's like, well, that's well, gonna be the stream uh... for tonight. <laughs> Steve, you want to take it from here? Yeah. <laughs> do it solo, guys. Good night, everybody. I, I
1: got this. I got this.
0: Uh, Slim Bickens drinking a natty light tall boy because I'm a broke alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, and Craig's got a uh, Coke Zero Sugar beer fix my diabetic medication, sadly. That sucks. That sucks. Yeah, that is horrible. Yep. Yeah, I've I've been on medications where I can't drink and and whatnot. And again, it's not like I drink a lot. Yeah. But I like having a beer with dinner. And uh, not being able to do that, it's a little bit of a bummer. Kind of sucks, yeah. Yeah. Starting off with the Freem Big IPA.
1: Two IPAs. Mm -hmm. So one IPA for me, one IPA for you. Mm -hmm
0: and you have the caldera right
1: yeah the caldera yeah. it's pretty good actually i it's very it's very um more sweet than than malty mm-hmm. or more more malty than uh hoppy okay nice yeah that's good very cool mm-hmm. i actually i forgot to check the percentage on that it is
0: uh 6.9 <laughs> uh uh Tan says those pumpkins on Steve's camera remind me of the Manscaped ad. Oh yeah. <laughs> it kind of does, doesn't it? <laughs> uh that is still one of my favorites to run. You got it.
1: It's too bad I don't have the 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 horn pointing straight at By up. the way, they
0: signed they signed on through the end of the year. So oh, they did. Yeah. They must have liked it then, huh? Yeah, they they, they liked nice. it. And uh that one's been a fun one, so I'm I'm yeah. I'm hoping Manscaped kind of becomes a staple on the channel because it's fun it's to play on that one. It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't like a little potty humor? <laughs> right. <laughs> Boy, a uh, lot of mosaic in this one. A lot of mosaic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mine's a lot of mosaic, too. In fact, it's right there in the can. Mm-hmm. It's mosaic. Not that there's anything wrong with mosaic. It's delicious. No.
0: no. But uh, very, very juicy. Very, very juicy. Uh, big tropical flavors like pineapple and tangerine. Mm -hmm. that's exactly what it is yeah (laughs) yeah surprisingly easy to drink and yeah at eight eight and a half percent almost right it it don't taste like that so
1: someone's asking where do you guys buy your beers ipas uh around where i live there's not that many good places Mm -hmm. i mean our liquor store has a few good stuff, but yeah,
0: they got a couple coolers, but
1: right. Yeah. But nothing, nothing spectacular. If we're looking for good, rare stuff, uh, I'll usually go up to John's marketplace, uh, in Multnomah village up in Portland. And that place is awesome. I mean, it's just literally a a shopping store full of beer.
0: It's, uh, think of your old corner grocery stores, um, like, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of some, some ones that are around here. Anyway, uh, the the tiny little grocery stores that has like, yeah. you know, six aisles and, right. and whatnot and like maybe one cooler section for for basically the essentials. It's a little bit bigger than a 7-Eleven, uh, uh, but it's not a Safeway or, you know, yeah. uh, something like that. Uh, John's Marketplace is a converted small grocery store that is nothing but wall to wall beer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think there's some wine. Yeah. Too but but mostly mostly beer uh cider meads there also, of course.
0: Yep, um, that's just off uh off to Williger, uh up in uh, uh yeah,
1: it's, right off to, it's it's uh in Multnomah Village. Multnomah there's Village, one yeah. I think there's there's a second location that they opened up yeah I forget that's where. Right. But um
0: Yeah, uh so that's uh that's a great place in Portland to go, uh or near Portland to get, get beer. Uh if you're down towards Salem, uh Uh, center market is the place to go. Uh, and it's kind of the same thing where it's a small grocery store, smaller than John's marketplace, but, uh, just as good of a selection of beer. Uh, and Mm it's, it's gosh, I want to say 120 feet long. Maybe, uh, it's only four aisles in that 120 feet, but three of those aisles are nothing but beer and wine. Yeah. And you'll find anything you want there.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Good selection there too. Yeah. Anywhere from your staples to like your big bourbon barrel aged, right? Whatnots,
0: and that they are on Seventeenth and State in Salem. That's yeah. uh, that's usually my my go to. There's a couple other obviously, ones,
1: yeah. Cl- closer closer than John's Marketplace. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get into what should have been the happiest news of the year uh and uh and darn it they they managed to fix the routers I know we're talking oh, well. of course about the Facebook outage that happened on Monday Facebook's largest outage longest outage uh since they opened the site in 2008 to the public yeah uh remember when Facebook started it was like a a college college, college only yeah. college college only you had to have a college I was, email I was account actually,
1: and... uh I know I still got in it <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: it wasn't. I got it on the beta. No, it wasn't hard. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, But yeah, you had to have some kind of an educational, you know, higher ed email Mm -hmm. address to to get into it. But they went public in 2008 and said, yeah, anyone can join it. This is their largest outage since that time. Uh, So it's this was no small thing, Uh, and it wasn't just like oh, a server went down. This was a catastrophic domino effect. Yes. Uh, of, uh, this is an engineer's worst worst nightmare. Yes, is is Epic what happens. Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I I still think the funniest. I mean, we'll get to it later. But but there's some actually kind of humorous. I think I funny. I think it's funny anyway.
0: As and an outsider, did, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, oh yeah, I think it's
1: hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> oh God, glad I'm not that guy who screwed up.
0: <laughs> right. uh So, when you're thinking of resiliency and or disaster recovery. Those usually go hand in hand with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there are multiple employees that that's their job is, yep. is to think of resiliency plans, uh, you know, uptime up reliability, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. distribution, separate networks, separate routes. Uh, what happens if X goes down? Well, Y will pick up the slack. And there needs to be also an A, B, C, D, E attached to that as well because you're kind of a big service and important to a lot of other smaller services. Uh, So when you're out planning the resiliency of a site, uh, it's oftentimes actually better to host your own infrastructure entirely. That is, literally run hundreds of thousands of miles of fiber line um, or You know, thousands of miles of fiber line, not hundreds of thousands. Uh, (laughs) How many times (laughs) are we going to circle the earth? Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, like thousands upon thousands of miles of fiber line to connect your data centers that you own brick and mortar all around the world, and then you hook into major switching points. Uh, And so it is your routers, your servers, your switches, your infrastructure, literally end to end until the start of the internet. Um, yeah. And then you distribute from there, and that's how you can you can ensure resiliency uh, is is you know geo separation and everything else that goes along yep. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is is what happens if a system breaks or multiple systems break? How can we get in and fix it? How can we restore service? What are what are our protocols for all this? Um, basically, the issue as it was stated by Twitter, or by, by Twitter, by Facebook. By Facebook, yeah. Um, was that this was a routine update upgrade maintenance window where they were taking a set of servers offline to, to update uh, core switches and routers. Uh, so whether it was firmware, whether it was security patches, whatever else, they're taking a subset of their, their routers down so they can patch those routers and then bring them back up. But again, if you're router A, you have B C D E F taking up the slack and, right. and you design your your peak load to be able to handle that. Um well what happened was uh during the update, a particular command was sent, like literally like one-line command. Yeah. Uh whether it was, you know, save and, and reboot, whether it was uh, clear table, whether it was clear ARP, whether it, some kind of, of clear
1: uh, push <laughs> <a>, system 32. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Something
0: like that. Well, it, it was, it I was know. delete your, delete your IPv6 table, delete yes, your sure routing is. table. Um, and when you are your own router, and your router, ra- uh, let me back up a little bit. Uh, so they entered a command that essentially cleared routes. So they could clear their cache and then make sure everything was fine and then bring them back up. It was, it was part of the plan, it was part of the routine for that particular day. Uh, when they issued the command, that command is supposed to have checks and balances within their own routing software that doesn't allow it to be ran. A bug in their system allowed that command to go through without secondary authorization. And when the command went through, it cleared everything at their top level, which crashed or which basically destroyed the routing table between all of their data centers globally. When that happens, uh, DNS is still supposed to be able to point and say, no, 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 their data center is actually here. Here. Because we already have the routes. We're going to stop receiving routes or receiving updates for our routes. We're just going to give the static information that we already have. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that is good. Um, What happened was the DNS, rather than doing that, froze entirely, uh, (laughs) basically as a safety protocol to itself, because... uh, they also had checks and balances in there to make sure that routes weren't being spoofed and and you know some some takeover wasn't happening of dns and so dns just flat out stopped responding so they broke uh bgp which is border gateway protocol which is the backbone of of internet routing it is if you own facebook.com and you own the data center for Mm facebook.com you establish the routes and then you present those routes to your border gateway and it's a bgp link um in a nutshell don't correct my nomenclature it's close enough for, for the yeah. uh, explanation for the, we're going for the explanation to. yeah um in a nutshell in a nutshell in a so nutshell yeah. uh anyway when that route breaks dns is supposed to pick up the slack and say no 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 i remember he was here like where's facebook uh right uh, I don't know. dns stopped responding entirely as well two things happen when you own your own infrastructure and DNS stops responding. Everything else stops responding <laughs> and all of your <laughs> internal services and troubleshooting tools and, and uh, protocols and everything else also stop responding. So not only did Facebook go down, but all of Facebook's internal tools, networking software, diagnostic tools, back-end support, access control for their buildings, security uh-huh. locks for their cages, All went offline.
1: Everything, all yeah. Everything went down. All the, yeah, all the security, all the automated security protocols. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, their blog said DNS servers uh, pulled out their related BGP announces. No, what happened was they cleared the BGP and then DNS pulled those, yeah, DNS pulled those down and blanked their own cache as well. Um, And so this was a fail that required physical access to every data center around the world. Um, Now, mind you, data centers on a day-to-day operation aren't staffed with 500 people. They're Mm -hmm. staffed with 20 people responsible for taking this server out and replacing bad hardware. Yeah. 99% of work in a data center is done remotely because you're not sitting down at the computer. You're simply logging into the network and working on whatever node you need to work on or whatever cluster or whatever, whatever else. So the people in the data center rarely even have keys to get in. And in the yeah. case of Facebook's uh, data center, there are no physical keys on the, s- on the server rack doors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all part of access control. So if an employee in the data center needs to replace a node, They are given a five minute window to open that server rack with their authentication card, which is then, you know, ID'd and logged of who opened that particular node. And that's your access window. If that doesn't open.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's kind of the thing. I was reading a couple articles. Mm -hmm. They never explained exactly how they circumvented that. Did they like just get some jaws of life and just rip the thing open? I mean, like, what did they do?
0: There there's a third article I posted, and the some of this is just a verbatim repetition of yep. what Facebook said in their blog. But this is uh, from Market Research Telecast, and they did a pretty good write-up on some of the anecdotal stories that were coming down through Twitter. Um, because Twitter was one of the only social media networks that was still operational because Mm -hmm. so many other places use, use that for backbone.
1: MySpace was still there.
0: MySpace was still there. Uh, Reddit (laughs) took the opportunity to send me a, a push notification and said, Hey, you have a lot of free time. All of a sudden, why don't you try browsing Reddit for (laughs) 30 minutes? Check us out now. Come on back now. Well done. Well, that's, (laughs) that's blitz marketing. That's, that's good job. Um. Anyway, so a lot of this article is just repeating what was said in the blog post and kind of summarizing uh, what happened. But if we read a little further down, there was uh, uh, speculation, uh, as it were, about Facebook employees quite literally being locked out of server racks and going and buying angle grinders and, and opening in. server racks that way. Um, okay. So anecdotal, unofficial, Who definitely knows? could have happened though.
1: Could, yeah, I mean, if that's like, well, we gotta get in there somehow
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just get an angle, angle grinder would work.
0: Mm-hmm. Angle grinder, crowbar. Um, like, how do you access a data center that's not supposed to be accessed and has no physical override?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Brute force kind of becomes the operation of the the, day. That's
1: the only way of doing it, yeah.
0: And I'm I'm guessing this isn't gonna turn into like a lock picking lawyer episode where he grabs a rare earth magnet and holds it to the side of a relay and all of a sudden the server (laughs) unlocks. Pops open. It could. I don't know what they actually have in their data centers.
1: They probably wanna keep it secret, I would imagine. Right.
0: Well, actually, a lot of Facebook's data center plans are open sourced. Uh, they they actually mm-hmm. are part of the open source server initiative, and okay. uh, uh, they they release plans on what are our nodes that we install for for storage, compute, AI, everything else that goes behind it. And so they say this is how we build our servers. Um, and Does that a lot include of
1: hardware hardware
0: specs. Too? Yeah, that, no that that literally oh. is the hardware. It's the okay. chassis. It's the hardware internals. It's how they mm. sp- specified them to be put together. It's how many ra- how many servers in a rack, how many racks mm-hmm. in a node, how many nodes in a cluster. Um, yeah, it's it's the full write up of everything within their data center. Now I don't know if access control was part of that write up, mm-hmm. but yeah, if you wanted to build your own Facebook data center. You can't run Facebook servers on it, obviously, right. but you could but literally mirror the infrastructure, mirror yeah. the infrastructure yeah. that they've rolled out. Um, sure. Anyway, the other uh, the other interesting anecdote was uh, Facebook had announced a couple of months ago that they would be leaving the uh, NLIX exchange node uh, in the Netherlands, uh, and that is a major exchange node, and it is used for essentially a centralized hub for routing traffic. Uh, It is, think of it like a roundabout. Uh, (laughs) Closest analogy I can think of. Mm. Um, It is literally where everything merges together and then everything, it's more like LAX. It's it's an international airport. And and so all traffic kind of comes into there and then goes out wherever it needs to go. But it's a central location that everything comes first. Um, they announced that they were no longer going to be broadcasting or being a part of that node. And so the speculation is this BGP outage, which this was a routing pullback, is what caused this entire downfall uh, was because they had to take out a, a a high profile node or a high profile router. Uh, the other routers picked up that that broadcast and decided to blank their caches as well, which DNS then picked up because everything else had done it. Everyone else was jumping off the bridge. Everyone right? else is
1: doing it. Right. Yep.
0: Um, so that's kind of the working theory is this may have been because of the pullout at, at NLIX mm-hmm. that just caused a cascade effect that literally went down to every last individual service that Facebook hosts internally and externally yeah
1: yeah because instagram went down and mm-hmm. so did uh what app or what app or whatever mm-hmm. whatsapp
0: yeah whatsapp whatsapp something just hit me in the eye it's uh-huh. <laughs> the weirdest thing i don't think it was sweat because i'm not sweating that much it's not like i need, yeah. need a sweat band yeah
1: a sweat sweatband get that sweat out of your eyes i I've,
0: I've i've said a couple of times i i <sighs> I'm, I'm not a big guy, like I'm tall, but I'm not right. big. I'm, I'm not six, big, yeah. I'm six foot five, but I'm only, you know, 220 pounds. Uh, I have Kevin James syndrome is the best way I can right. describe it. <laughs> you just like sweat. I sweat like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always have, uh, and actually some medication that I'm on. One of the side effects is profuse sweating. Perfuse from, sweating. Yes. So, so yeah, my favorite thing is, uh, what were you doing? Jumping rope in the attic, <laughs> peeled an orange. About an hour ago. That's about it. (laughs) So it's like 68 degrees down here, like, you know, 15 or Mm -hmm. I guess it'd be closer to 18 C. Uh, Yeah, I'm sweating like crazy.
1: (laughs) Just lifting up that beer. With a fan pointed at me, mind you.
0: (laughs) Like, like I I have this guy pointed at me in my office like all the time. And it's just a stream of air right on my face. This is still, you me. gotta, you gotta have like,
1: uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, the, the Southern Baptist type of, uh, mm-hmm. cloth where you have it in your lapel, and you just oh. take it out and it was, yeah. well, you are talking? Oh, wait, i tell you. Oh, so? <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I'll say again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Then every once in a like, you just gotta go like this. Yeah. You know,
0: <clears throat> I don't speak in tongues that well.
1: Well, you can do, you can do the snake, the snake, uh, charming one. Where they, where they dance with the snakes, the rattlesnakes.
0: (laughs) Novella hub says token ring one ring to rule them all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Token ring. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Gosh, there's a callback. (laughs) Would you jump off a cliff if all your friends did it? Facebook servers, probably.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what they would do. (laughs) Oh. So, yeah, this is, this is like basically this was basically uh, Facebook's Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Yes, there Chernobyl. I'm sure HBO is going to pick up the rights to it. Their DNS will be played by John C. Riley or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, and for those wondering, yeah, this is the major hardware uh 3D printed file. It's his take on the Noctua AAS, which is, uh, they've been threatening to bring it out as a product, I think since 2016. And the story goes that the CEO was really hot in his office. The AC wasn't working as well as it should. And so he literally went and designed a, like an airfoil fan out of one of mm-hmm. their so he he designed the cowling and then they've brought it to like every major trade show since then but they've never oh, yeah. developed it into a full product. Um well major hardware by the way fantastic YouTuber, fantastic channel. A uh, lot of 3D printed content, a lot of fans. Uh but uh, he does like, a lot of really literal really cool and, stuff.
1: and people who watch it? Right, yeah.
0: No, uh yeah, both. It's both, yeah. Um yeah, so he looked at like images of it and recreated a 3D STL that you can download and print one for yourself. Um, and so, he goes, I, I saw the thing in person. I know exactly what it is. Uh, I did modify mine ever so slightly. Um, I built myself a little controller box on the back mm-hmm. that is a USB micro input, but it's a uh, it's a variable uh, power supply, uh, or it's a step up and step down. So if I give it five volts through micro USB, I can actually crank faster. that all the way up to like 20 volts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if I want to overdrive my fan, I totally can. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think usually I run this about 16 volts. Uh and it's still I've got a be quiet fan in in, in Noctua's design. I know I'm surprised it's not like spontaneously combusting. But uh, I
1: can't hear it. I mean, I heard it when you brought it close to your mic.
0: Right. No, uh, this is almost always on in my office anymore. Pointed at my face wherever I'm at uh, yeah. just to help keep me cool. Um, and it works amazing. Like th- this has been awesome. I, I've, I have like two or three of these around the house for for various things. So yeah. Anyway, go subscribe to Major Hardware after you're done watching this show. <laughs>
1: Not right now. I mean, you can open up another tab. Just don't. I would say open up another tab first. Oh, you can open
0: Then then go check out Major Hardware. Yeah, cool guy. Mm -hmm. All right. In other news, uh, Twitch not to be outdone.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) This is another uh, oh, Facebook hold my beer
0: right situation. Yeah, quite literally. Uh, Yeah. You know, if we ever do a news segment on 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 any. Like if I do like a like Paul does, his Sunday news is, right. uh, you know, if I ever do a, a, a weekly segment like that, like a segment show, um, I it needs to be hold my beer that that needs to be the name show. To hold my
1: beer. Yeah, <laughs> just one one uh, disaster after another.
0: Yeah. So like if I did like a Friday news show, it would be Friday. Hold my beer.
1: There you go. So, yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Yeah, Friday. Hold my beer.
0: Anyway, Twitch. uh. Gosh, when was this? This was yesterday, I, late uh, yesterday.
1: I think. I think it was uh, well, actually today, I think.
0: Yeah, it was either it sure was either first thing today or it was like late yesterday because I, I want to say I saw this news before I went to bed, but I was also up to like three maybe. in the morning. So, yeah, it's all a little, you know, fluid right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Twitch not to be outdone. And as uh, Dunkel says, Twitch had a little whoopsie. Uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite favorite phrases. Yeah, I I had a little bit of a whoopsie. Uh, uh, so over on 4chan, apparently for sale right now is the source code to Twitch. Like all of it, uh, financial records and payouts for streamers, Mm -hmm. like all of them. Um, there was an unreleased source code or an unreleased program that they have the source code for, for an Amazon based steam competitor. Yeah. Uh, what with else integrated,
1: integrated Twitch? I think uh, they, they had. Um, yeah. With
0: integrated Twitch streaming as part yeah, of the client.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think they also had data for like uh, some of their other products, like uh, the IGDB and curse forge mm-hmm. um, were, were part of that too. Um, it's a lot internal security <laughs> tools were also part of it right and i don't, I don't think it's for sale i think it was uh, uh either someone bought it and then leaked it or they just straight up leaked it right because i've already seen it available that's demo. true
0: and actually i'm seeing here it's 126 gig torrent um yeah. i i think what happened is uh twitch source code appears to have been leaked by an anom- an anonymous hacker okay um yeah so 126 gigabyte torrent has been uploaded to 4chan mm-hmm
1: um and they say it's only partial though there's more to come
0: right right which if this is partial what the hell else is there
1: i don't know because they said a lot of the code check-ins they were seeing were as recent as this week right so it's very fresh
0: right it's like the current repository yeah this isn't like twitch as of four years ago this is like yeah this is twitch uh, the entirety of Twitch TV with commit history going back to its early beginnings, mobile desktop and video game console Twitch clients. This is source code for all this, by the way. Yes. Various proprietary SDKs and internal AWS services used by Twitch. So this is their internal tools, monitoring, reporting, software development kits, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, every other Twitch pro or every other property that Twitch owns, including IGDB and CurseForge. An unreleased Steam competitor from Amazon Game Studios. Twitch system on chip internal red teaming tools. <laughs> that's not a good one to let go. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, And creator payouts dating back to 2019. Oh, yeah. Holy crap, that's a bad leak.
1: <laughs> that is a bad, bad leak. And you know they're like running defense right now. Mm-hmm. They, they have to be. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't even know what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, I, I guess they'd have to radically change the code in some way so that this is out of date. I, I have no idea. You can't, Yeah. I mean, I mean, just... you're talking
0: about a product that's, that's, you know, nine years in development. I know. It's, do it's do you just we can... suddenly spin out 2.0 nope. like Steve, what's your timeline on that? Uh,
1: like several years, right? Right. <laughs> it, it'd be impossible to, to just crank that out. Um, yeah, so I, I really don't know what they're gonna do. One I of the mean, programmers immediate...
0: going. Well, I've been having some
1: ideas. I got some ideas. I think I could do it. <laughs> yeah. In a week or two. How much time do
0: you have? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I think because there's even several people because I guess there was confirmed that there were username and passwords leaked, mm-hmm. but the passwords were still
0: encrypted. Yeah. But so they still encourage Bravo, you to Twitch. switch passwords. Bravo yes. Twitch for hashing your passwords. Thank yes. you. Uh. This reminds me vaguely of, of an incident that I had at my previous employer. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, uh, there was a very touchy situation that arose, uh, based around employment with, uh, someone who had a lot of VPN access. I'll just mm-hmm. say that. Okay. Um, so, uh, lot of VPN access, unrestricted network access, mm-hmm, I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. limited file server access, but wasn't restricted from being on any network or right. like someone who gets around. Yes. Um, so I was called it's down a, to network. Slut, is what is. Right. I, <laughs> okay. I, I was called down to the CEO's office and said at 2 PM today, there's potential that this employee will no longer be employed here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, how quickly can we disable can we their up? accounts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. on a normal, you know, eight to fiver, it's like, give me 30 seconds headway. That's all I need to to pull mm-hmm. the trigger. But on this one, I went, well, crap, they have access to some of our internal tools. They have some of our internal troubleshooting tools and mm-hmm. some of our network ma- layouts. And they have access control administrative access. And they've got this and they've got that. And it's like, well, usually it takes the, oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to need to work on that. He goes, yeah, go work on that. Cause you have till two o'clock and at, okay. you, you, you'll know by two <laughs> So like <laughs> get all your ducks in a row and then be prepared to like, you know, drop that guillotine. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I got me and, and my, my two other uh, sysadmins together and, and said, here's our task for today is we know what the, what the modus operandi is for, mm-hmm. you know, disconnecting a, a standard user even even certain administrator or department heads or whatever else what happens if we have to disconnect to this one and yeah. this isn't' a, we're, I'm gonna I'm standing up at the whiteboard like it's one of the only times in my career that I did this but I'm standing up at the whiteboard going what do they have access to go and I'm just writing crap down mm-hmm. um the reason that reminds me of that is because they had internal back doors that we had built specifically for them that didn't necessarily have documentation. Uh, right. that were tools Just, that we used internally. Yeah. And and again, when you're going back to Facebook, when you're thinking about uh, network resilience, you don't want all of your internal tools to be one hundred percent reliant on your internal network because what if the network went down? Yeah. How can I get in and fix? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and and a lot of our our network employees were remote you know i was one of the closest at 40 minutes away and uh so yeah of course i have a specific backdoor to a router that is you know 256 aes encrypted every time i use right. it but it's not a standard service that's tied to any other internal service that if i disable an active directory account guess what the router is still up
1: I'm still up and, and can still get behind there yeah. right
0: and so we had to think of all of the services that this person possibly had access to, documented, undocumented, etc. Yeah. Um, So anyway, uh, the CEO came down. Uh, everything resolved fine. By the way, uh, they they came to an amicable agreement, and uh, and and everything was fine. Um, but it it was a great exercise to say, what okay. if this happened? Right. The reason this story reminds me a lot of that incident was when the CEO came down and we were discussing like the postmortem about that, like, okay, we have policies in place now for, for this, like we're designing the policy today on what happens if we have to release a user like that. Um, he goes, okay, great. And I just want to say, if I ever have to have this conversation about the people in this room, without one of these people in the room, (laughs) I'm just going to hand you a knife. Cause that sounds way easier. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's true. It's like. Yeah. Closing all them back doors, man. It's not it's easy. Like, we got a lot of land. We can hide a body. What I can't yeah. do is plug all the holes in the router that this guy knows.
1: <laughs> That's hard. Uh, I, Be- burying a hole is easy.
0: That, that, yeah, that, that line is always stuck out in my head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going, if I have to have this conversation about you two with only one uh-huh. of you, I'm just going to give you a knife.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're never going to talk. You're never going to know our back doors, mm-hmm. you know, too much.
0: <laughs> and Michael says, and raid is not a backup. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> um, so yeah, Twitch, not a great day. Nope. Facebook, yeah. not a great week. Nope, Um. <laughs> man.
1: Well, what they lost, Facebook lost or was it Mark Zuckerberg personally lost six billion dollars? Yeah, he he personally
0: lost about six billion in stock. Um, Facebook themselves lost over one hundred and sixty million dollars per hour in revenue. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, at the end of the year, as sad as that is to say, that's a rounding error.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, you
0: think of 165 million per hour, that's right around $1 billion for the six hours that they were down, give or take, uh, times 365 days per year times, you know, four times the length of that per day, we're talking, gosh, really quick math divided by four divided by four again, (laughs) you know, know, 0.02%.
1: Think of all the increased productivity around the world though. There's, right. there's probably a net bonus. Yeah. When you calculate all that. Not only that, all the all the all the housework that got done.
0: Right. You know, around the world. Um but yeah, My no. Kitchen is much like cleaner for like it. everyone thinks Facebook lost a billion dollars. That's literally a rounding error. Yeah. That that is I mean, quick math tells me about 003 percent of of their annual revenue yeah I'm sure they'll be fine
1: they are fine and and it like as again it was they were only down six hours which you're right is a long time for a service that big to be down but as soon as they came back up there's a few people I know who didn't even know it was down yeah and they're like oh what Facebook was down oh okay well so I know a lot of people who don't really have a Facebook account so
0: yeah Uh, let's see here real quick. So 365, I, I just want to make sure my numbers are right. Uh, times 24 hours in a day uh, is 8,760 and then divided by four because six hours they were down versus yeah. a 24 hour day. Uh, so 2,190 and uh, hold on. No, that's not right. Never mind. I'm just going to say 0.03%. Someone correct me in chat if I'm wrong, because I'm sure I'm wrong. Okay. Maybe it's 0.3%. No, because so, 0.3 yeah. would be one day. Yes. 0.35 would be one day. So, yeah, 0.03%. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's more of a black eye than
0: anything. Right. And, you know, fodder for the uh, news cycle. Hopefully, it made people have that same conversation that
1: other companies yeah would be like especially big companies like twitter and
0: what Reddit happens if this stuff. goes what happens if
1: this goes down yeah
0: right um like i said in my particular situation in small data center oregon um right. you know we realized we had a hole in our policy we realized that we didn't necessarily have like and we kept really good policies uh, i i wrote Fantastic policies for disaster recovery, for hardware replacement, for personnel dismissal, for security and and encryption and everything. <laughs> like, I I wrote the book <laughs> at that place uh, a, about Russian
1: Russian invasion, a la Red Dawn. <laughs> right, right. Um, Did he have a part in there where you have to pee into the radiator?
0: Right. Uh, yeah. No, there was no peeing into the radiator oh, unless okay. unless that's what keeps the diesel engine generator going running. Uh, probably, it could like, be. Yeah, totally yeah. could happen. Yeah, it could happen. Um, But it made us have that conversation. And I hope these two incidents make not only Facebook and Twitch, but everyone else who's reliant on those services Mm. have that similar conversation. What is your policy? If Facebook goes down, what is your backup? What is your this? What is your that? Um, I have to have that conversation possibly with myself about Mm. if YouTube goes down, where does my revenue come from? I'm self-employed now. I, and and as much as I try to be multifaceted in, in bringing in revenue, Facebook or Facebook, YouTube itself, while YouTube themselves only account for about 15 to 20% of my total revenue, it's not like the rest of my revenue is not dependent on YouTube existing. Exactly. Um, and getting views and me being popular and being seen. And the way that I'm seen is through YouTube. And so yeah. revenue-wise, it's like, I get more money from from pre-roll advertisements and affiliate links and Patreon. By the way, subscribe to the Patreon because yeah, you guys are awesome. Uh, you're You're the main reason why I made the decision to do what I did and go full-time because I went, even if YouTube goes away, Patreon is approaching the point where I could pay all my bills. Uh, and so literally I use Patreon every month to pay my mortgage and my car payment and, and that kind of thing. And then everything else kind of goes back into the business. Like, like we, we live fairly below our means, uh, but it's because of Patreon. And so if you thought about joining it, please join it. Not only does it help me out, but it's an awesome community and i don't just Very say good that. good community.
1: Yeah. It is it is one of the best I mean I'm looking at my my discord right now. I have several several uh communities on there mm-hmm. and the only one that's actually even halfway active with people interacting with each mm-hmm. other is ours.
0: Yeah, I'm in close to a dozen. Um and uh, I think 11. Okay. 11. 11, not including the three that I own. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I have a couple small ones. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm in 11 like other people host, uh, discords. And, uh, mine is like four times as active as the next closest. Yeah. Uh, and it's just awesome. It's an awesome yeah. group of people. Uh, you can take part in the super secret chat during the live show we have a talking heads channel we talk about beer and 10 forward we talk about movies and music uh we have a we have an area we have a channel dedicated to COVID 19 discussions and it's the only one that i know of that has not been pulled from any other channel oh
1: yeah everybody's very civil i mean there's, because there's everyone's a lot civil of- right yeah, everyone's very civil on it. Even when there's disagreements, no one no one's gotten heated right. to the point where we had to ban anybody.
0: For right. Anything. The only banning that I've had to do is because of weeb crap. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> questionable. Not not just weeb. I mean, we're not.
0: Yes. I'm personally
1: not into it. But <laughs> yes,
0: just there's some people. real
1: questionable stuff.
0: <laughs> right. If I have to look, If, if yeah.
1: there's, if there's a, if they're like cockroaches. If there's a little bit of weeb, there's a there's a lot of yeah. weeb behind yeah. it. <laughs>
0: Bro, bro, no. See, she's actually 2,700 years old. She's just in the body of a 12 year old girl.
1: <laughs> that makes it okay, guys.
0: Yeah. No. no. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a weeb free channel. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. For the most part. <laughs> so, if you're looking for an escape from the other tech discords, come <laughs> get mine a final look. Oh, uh, we
1: have a couple of super chats I think we missed.
0: Yes, I did see those kind of rush by. Uh, let me pull those up real quick. Uh, a little bit earlier on uh, Denver a $5 donation. Thank you so much. Good mm-hmm. to see you in the chat. Uh, easier to remove the user than the accounts. Yeah, that was speaking yeah. about the uh, I'm just going to give you a knife. Yeah, sometimes deleting the user is easier than deleting all of the user accounts. Yep. That is. <laughs> completely accurate and exactly what that discussion was about big big spoon sends over four dollars and 99 cents thank you spoon i know multiple people that called comcast and reset their routers many people thought the internet was down speaking about facebook
1: i can see a lot of old people thinking that that facebook is the whole of the internet i i i I can see that you
0: know for some people it
1: kind of is it is yeah it's their whole life right there
0: i mean i mean let's uh, there was there was a an incident about, I want to say four years ago at this point, and I'm adding two years because it feels closer to me than it probably actually is. And so mm. it feels two years ago, but I was almost retired two years ago. And so I yeah. to say four years ago, yeah, about four to five years ago where AWS mm-hmm. uh, had a major routing issue between the West and the East Coast. And so depending on where well, you your data that, center yeah. was at, uh and and what node you were hosted on in in their cluster you may not have routes to get somewhere else and so yeah. east coast was complaining we can't access servers on the west coast and germany was saying we can't access specific stuff and and all around it went and that was like 12 hours that went on oh yeah and I that. yeah i i got a dozen or more phone calls forwarded to my desk uh as like like I'm the boss. I'm the last one that that receives help desk calls. And my help desk was so active, my phone started ringing. And not only once, but like a dozen times that day. The internet's down. I, I can't get onto any of my stuff. It's like, "No. So here's the list. It's it's Netflix, it's Twitter, it's it's yeah, and and you go down list, yeah. the list of like everything that you know is affected." Well, I tried to like read my gaming blog. Yeah, IGN is down too because they're hosted on AWS. Yeah. <laughs> And a lot of
1: places are hosted on AWS. Yeah, so
0: this was a similar outage to the AWS outage that happened multiple years ago, um, probably five or six years ago. <laughs> Sorry, I'm adding a But year I mean,
1: the time. AWS wasn't like a complete outage. It just depends. No, it was, on it was, but it was
0: similar. It was routing similar, issues between yeah. data centers and yeah. and geographically dependent on yeah. what where your route was coming from.
1: Mm-hmm. I do
0: remember that. Oh, you know what's great about not hosting your own servers is you don't have to worry about the infrastructure behind it that's right that's why it's a great thing that today's video is brought to you by Linode if you've ever thought about hosting your own servers don't do it whether it be for home <laughs> or business use but don't have the resources time uh, or hardware power cooling requirements to invest in Why not let Linode host them for you? If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes the software from most of the tutorials on my channel, like how to run your own ad-blocking recursive DNS servers, VPN gateways, cloud-based Plex servers, and more. And you know what? Facebook might want to look into some uh, recursive DNS servers. Linode makes it simple to deploy and manage your own cloud services, with solutions ranging from a single shared CPU to massive multi-core virtual machines. They even offer dedicated RTX 6000 GPUs for graphic rendering or machine learning. With shared CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll be able to find a hosting plan that fits your needs. And even if you do host your own servers, you can use Linode to keep a backup off site. Because remember, RAID is not a backup and apparently neither is BGP. Visit Linode.com slash craft computing and get a $100 60-day credit when signing up for a new account. That's Linode.com slash craft computing. And thank you again to Linode for sponsoring today's episode. Thanks, Linode. Thanks, Linode. You guys are awesome.
1: All right. I think we have one more super chat.
0: Yes. Uh, And that is from Alan. Spells his name a little weird. $5, but that's all right. Thank you, Alan. Uh, I got I got hostility uh, outsourced. I got hostily, outsourced. Hus- hostily uh, outsourced last job. Luckily, I don't care about the outsource company. I don't care as the outsource company suck at their jobs and have actually made $0 budget security worse. Sorry, I'm trying to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't care as the out as the outsource companies company sucks at their job and have actually made my zero dollar budget security worse okay I, I got gotcha. you you had zero dollar budget security they outsourced your job and they've somehow done a worse made job, a worse at it. job. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: got it got yeah. it sorry my <laughs> brain was not wanting to interpret that sentence <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay.
1: I think I'm ready for my uh, second beer. I was just
0: thinking that. I went, it's nine yeah. o'clock. It sounds yeah. like it's time to open it up another pint. Uh, Steve, what do you got for your second one?
1: I think I'm going to do the uh, peanut butter stout uh, for the second one. I'm going to save that uh, yogurt sour for a maybe. If this one's, if this one's delicious, I may chug it. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, it smells so good.
0: <laughs> peanut buster parfait.
1: That's basically what it smells like. Like. Peanut butter fudge,
0: like dark chocolate fudge and and peanuts. That's what it
1: smells like. See,
0: and that's, those are the kind of peanut butter stouts that I like. What I I, do too, you know, left hand as good as their milk stout is. I don't know that I would want like a creamy milk, peanut butter beer. Like of all the flavors in beer, that one just like, doesn't sound Mm. the most appealing to me. I usually want a little bit of roastiness or a little bit more of a darker flavor when I'm drinking a dark beer. Um, so. Yeah, the the fact that it's trending more towards fudge with peanuts rather than peanut butter and milk. Yeah, I think that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, no, it's not. It's not peanut butter milk. <laughs> it definitely smells like, like a peanut butter fudge or something like that. Like you know, they have the. Uh, it's definitely more chocolate forward. Let me try. Let me try this. Ooh. Okay, definitely more chocolate than peanut butter, but there is some peanut butter in there. And it's not; it's a little on the sweet side, but I kind of like that. It is really good, actually. I I would I would uh, recommend if you guys can find this left hand peanut butter milk stout. It's very good. And though it's not a nitro, it does feel pretty smooth and creamy. Mainly because it's a milk stout, but
0: all right uh so for my second beer i am sorry i left you full screen for a while there uh, <laughs> or fine. myself full screen while you were talking in the little one uh <laughs> i've care. got the vanilla chai latte wake and bake coffee oatmeal imperial stout 2020 reserve from terrapin brewing in athens georgia 9.4 percent.
1: Mm, it's gonna be a good finisher
0: yes and i can tell you that chai is very real
1: mm, you can smell it huh
0: yep Uh, so Denver sends over another $5. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for, uh, like, I, I don't know why I divided by four. I should have done six divided by the 8760. And I totally see that now, but, uh, yeah. 8,760 hours in a year on average, 365. You could add another 0.2254 if you wanted to, uh, and then six hours divided by 8,760, which is the outage time that they were down for is 6.84 uh, times e to the negative 4. Uh, so actually 0.006, it, it's even lower than I thought it was. Point z, essentially 0.007, if you wanna just round it to thousandths. So we're talking about 7 thousandths of a percent of their yearly revenue that they lost. They're gonna be fine. The chai is real. How is it though? Good night, everyone.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's delicious, right? Oh my
0: God. That is good. Wow. That is so good and so dangerous.
1: Is it more of a pastry stout or a standard, uh, like just roasty stout?
0: It's bordering it, between the two? It's I kind think. of bordering between it is still yeah. roasty. It it has yeah. still got this this coffee roastiness to it. Um, and I mean like a like a thick black coffee, like right. cowboy coffee, where you just like pour the beans into a bottom bottom of a thermos and set it on a campfire. Yeah. Like it's it's that level of dark roast to it. Um right. but then there's this real light, playful vanilla right on top, and then it finishes with chai.
1: Mm. That sounds wonderful
0: and so it it's this thick heavy roast with this real light like vanilla frosting on top of it and then that just dissolves into this really pleasant chai flavor on the back end oh that, that does is sound really so good, good.
1: <laughs> that does sound really good Ooh. yeah i'm 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 happy with this one too and i got a six pack of it too so i'm, I'm Definitely going to have to have more of this one. This one's really good. I forgot to, uh, this one was cause yours is a 9%. This one's only a 6.2. Not quite as high, but
0: yeah, this is a nine four and oh, and by the way, dangerous. This don't taste anywhere near double digits. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you could chug that thing. No this, problem.
0: This is drinking like a 6% Porter. Mm-hmm. Like.
1: So you can sit that down no problem oh, and not oh, even yes. think twice about it. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So, and and again, the, the little bit of pastry stout, like, because it finishes yeah. so light. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm used to that, like, like, think of, like, a bourbon barrel-aged stout that's really, really yeah. thick. It has yes. that flavor up front. Mm-hmm. But then it finishes with just that super light chai in the back. Mm-hmm. And you go, I could have more of that.
1: Yeah, so you can keep <laughs> sipping it. Right, it, that's, it, that's the dangerous part. It doesn't you feel, feel like thick and it.
0: heavy and and overbearing. Yeah. It, it's yeah. just like I want more. Oh, mm. Steve, you oh, got it from chip. here. I'm gonna. <laughs> I I
1: have I have a, yeah sure we got another super chat from Novella Hub uh, five dollars thank you Novella Hub beer number two tonight single cut BeerSmith softly spoken magic spells. Oh, no, Beersmiths. Beersmiths good. I've had them before.
0: I have not had that one.
1: I have not had that particular beer. I've had some by Beersmiths. Oh, OK, yeah. Not that particular one. I have to, well, maybe I have. I have to look on my untapped. There's a lot of times where I think, oh, I never had that before. And I look it right. up untapped. I'm like, oh, no, yeah,
0: apparently yeah, I had it in
1: 2014. Yeah, oh, whoops. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Oh, beer fest. OK, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. That's, that's why I forgot it. Yeah, that's... it was towards the end of the beer festival. Yeah, uh, that, that, that makes sense.
0: Check in 915. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I
1: usually I can tell if I don't post like a picture or some kind of big, long description. Uh-huh. I can tell that was like towards the end yeah. of like a beer festival <laughs> at the beginning of a beer festival. I'm like, oh, yeah, it has, you know, hints of tangerine and orange peel. And, and it's very effervescent. And then at the end, no picture, and it's like that's eh, great, man.
0: <laughs> John and I got kicked out of the specialty tent at uh, Port- I remember that, yeah, Portland Brewfest, and all I got <laughs> was a lousy pu- pepperoni pizza beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't hate that beer so much. That was I thought it was. I, I did. <laughs> I,
0: you know, uh, you John and I talked about this last week on mm-hmm. on the channel about how you and I rate beers, and it mm-hmm. starts with what do they think the beer tastes like what's on the can what's the description what you you eat with your eyes or or your your interpretation of what this should be first so if you say light you know pineapple tropical tangerine and you're going like it's kind of grassy and tastes like dirt it's like yeah it's nowhere close so exactly you start it like 275 and go down because you were wrong yeah you can still be a terrible beer, even if the description is accurate, though. And that's where, yes. I, where I think you and I maybe disagree a little bit more because it's it's like the pepperoni pizza beer. It was pepperoni pizza it's what it tasted and the like, beer.
1: Yeah. yeah, like I thought it, I thought it was like, you know what? This is exactly what this tastes like. Would I have like a full pint and drink a lot of it? Right. No, but I didn't hate it. I didn't throw it out.
0: I, I think I rated that one a 2.0 and that was being kind because it tasted like pepperoni pizza.
1: Well, I have to say like like the- But it the, was
0: still a terrible beer.
1: The videos, well, I should say that the first two videos that we did. Um, mm-hmm. So I, uh, for people who don't know, John's moving. He's he's in the process of moving right now. And so last weekend, uh, me and him went to his house and we went back to back and filmed a bunch of, of beer reviews so he can like, you know, do a release a week while his studio is is being moved um and so we did we did all of the just gross disgusting beers and of course the first one was the grape pickle beer (laughs) and i I didn't mind the, the pickle beer i had the pickle beer before and i thought it was okay um but this one was really bad i mean this was really really disgusting but it was exactly what it said it tasted like grape and pickles <laughs> it was not not a good combo really disgusting but it was absolutely true to its word in its description and so i gave it a bit of points for that um and then the second one we did was the hot wings one and it, and it did it tasted like like frank's red hots but spicier um again not a great beer that i just like chug but it was exactly what it said it was and so i gave it a little bit of a higher score just because of that yeah. So.
0: Yeah, see, uh, me me the description can only result in i think negative points. It it, yeah. it still has to be a good beer in my mind. Right. If yeah. it it can be a good beer, but if the descriptor's nowhere near like you might top out at 3.0. Yeah. And
1: yeah, and so I, I would say that too, yeah. I and I agree with you on that point because like even if it's a good beer like I've had like you said IPAs where they say they have all these like juicy notes to it. And it's like passion fruit, juicy
0: IPA, blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
1: And then I take a sip and it's like, no, this tastes like a standard dry IPA. Yeah, it's it's Cascade double hopped. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, this this, this is fine. It's a fine beer, but it's not like what Mm -hmm. you described. Uh, I've had a lot of like new Belgian beers, especially are guilty of this where they'll put like, oh, we got, you know, we put this ingredient in there and that ingredient in there. And it's like, I, I taste none of this. Yeah. There's (laughs) There's <laughs> no orange zest. Saying. There's yeah, no exactly. Yeah. I
0: don't know what it's you like thought you were minimal. doing, but you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Hartley sends over a five dollar super chat. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Harley. Uh I like a nice stealth beer. Everything's great until you try to stand up. That is totally this beer right now. Like 9.4%, it'll sneak up on you. Especially if you can sip it as quick as I feel like I'm going to sip this one. All right, moving on uh, Steam Deck. We're getting closer and closer to the Q4 uh, late December release. Uh, and some of the leaks are starting to come out, but this one is actually not a leak. This is from Valve themselves mm-hmm. tearing down the handset for us,
1: which is kind of refreshing in a way. And they they do say right up the front, they say, hey, this is your device. Do what you want with it, right? You, it's going to avoid the warranty. <laughs> <No, it laughs> on yours telling you front, front. It can't we're, avoid the it warranty. Can't.
0: No, U.S. U.S. Uh, uh, law. Uh, oh no, it
1: didn't say it was with the warranty. It said it said it's going to make uh, the um,
0: you can compromise impact
1: impact uh, mm-hmm. weaken the impact. Yeah, uh,
0: you uh, you can impact other things in the device by taking it apart, um, which is totally fair. Yeah. Uh
1: And they give you fair warning about all the things that it could impact.
0: They went a little overzealous with a couple things, I will say. Uh But Uh it's a video that says this isn't necessarily an instructional video because you shouldn't do this. But if you do, here are the instructions to do this is is essentially how they phrase it. Uh, So Valve themselves put out a video of how to take apart the Steam Deck uh at least down to replace both of the joystick modules and to replace the ssd which is a standard m.2 nvme uh or m.2 emmc module uh in a 2230 form factor now there's not a lot of 22 this kind of doubly confirms uh one uh gabe newell actually confirmed that it was a standard m.2 2230 at one point Mm -hmm. um but there was no mention about whether or not It would be user accessible, user replaceable, upgradable, whatever else. We now know it's a standard drive. It's not soldered on the board. And you can add a different drive to it. However, there are also cautions within that based off both electromagnetic interference because the SSD that they have included with the Steam Deck is EMF shielded uh, and also in very close proximity to your Wi-Fi and Bluetooth modules and antennas. and. Replacing it with a non shielded drive may actually impact your Wi-Fi performance. And I
1: couldn't tell from the video, I couldn't tell if the shield was easily removable or not. It
0: it looked to be epoxied on to me.
1: Yeah, it did not look like it was like something you just pop
0: off. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, but that does confirm that the 64 gigabyte EMMC module, or EMMC models, uh, starting at $399 dollars, it's not soldered eMMC memory on the board. You can still replace the M.2 module with an yeah. NVMe SSD, right. um, which is fantastic news. Uh, so if you want to upgrade the handheld, you totally can. Yes. Now, again, that being said, there's not a lot of 2230 form factor M.2 drives on the market. No. I, uh, I just
1: looked uh, when the, after I watched the video. I kind of looked myself to see what was out there. Can only find like maybe three or four
0: yeah it's not that many and and one of the largest ones is 500 gigs valve is selling a terabyte one yeah i could not find
1: a terabyte one i found a lot of two fifty six. i found a lot of 256 a lot of
0: 512s no no terabytes but valve is including a terabyte if you buy the terabyte model um so keep that in mind uh but uh this is cool i i think this is the right way to handle things like right to repair, Mm -hmm. uh, because they lay very plain all of the issues with repairing your own device. Mm -hmm. The joysticks are not off the shelf Xbox 360 or PS Vita joysticks. They are 100% custom joysticks, custom mechanisms, custom PCBs with custom screw holes, and a custom ribbon cable to interface with everything. But we will be providing sources to access replacement parts if you need them. Uh, Secondly, while this is an off-the-shelf, quote-unquote, off-the-shelf, or standardized NVMe M.2 drive, it is a smaller form factor than most. A 2230 is the only size uh, and form factor that will fit in here. Uh, I believe this is a single-sided PCB, very much like the GPD Win 3, where, yeah, you can replace it, but it has to be a single-sided module. It can't be a module with chips on both sides because it may impact the board because it's a fairly compact unit. Um, they also said that removing the EMF shield uh, that is normally covering your cooling solution right here over the APU, one of the screws is one of the screws for the heatsink retention. And they said, if you don't tension that back properly or even just by removing that and removing tension on one corner, you could actually disturb the tension on the APU and cause cooling issues. Um, those are all great points. And while, like I said, they were a little overzealous with, with some things, you know, if you puncture the lithium-ion battery, it could explode and burn your house down. Yeah, it totally could. It, uh, yeah, totally it totally could. But who's sitting
1: there using a kitchen knife to try to disassemble their...
0: Uh, <laughs> right. The, the only the only personal story, first person I have ever heard of a lithium battery explosion, one was me, and it was when I was replacing an iPhone battery. Um, uh, the the glue was so tight, glue, uh, to the battery and the phone casing that it actually ripped the casing apart and uh, and punctured the battery. Now, the lithium basically ruptured and caught fire, but immediately sealed itself because of the heat. So the plastic like resealed and I went, oh, OK, Ooh, Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'm in my dining room doing this. And so yeah. I I ran out onto my back deck and, and kind of set it down. And OK, I think I'm OK, <laughs> I managed to finish the repair unscathed. Um, but. I have personally ruptured a lithium-ion battery. Now I've also replaced like a hundred of them. Uh yeah,
1: but without issue, yeah.
0: But that's a 1% failure rate. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. From someone who kind of knows what they're doing. Um, so yes, there's potential if you're doing a lithium battery replacement in a setup that's not ideal. You don't have and, and lithium doesn't care if you splash water on it. It, yeah. it, it's a punch me clown when it comes to that. Lithium is a self-oxidizing fire. <laughs> yes. Um, the moisture in the air feeds it. Yes, uh,
1: that's why you don't want to puncture it. <laughs> right.
0: And, and yeah. so, yeah, if you are in a, a cramped apartment and not near a window, and, and you could totally burn your house down. You shouldn't.
1: <laughs> you shouldn't. Yeah, exactly.
0: If you got a bathtub nearby, you're probably fine. Or a metal sink or something like...
1: That. Ah, it's just a window. Throw it out the window.
0: Right. Now now yeah. it's my neighbor's problem. Yeah, it's just somebody else's problem. Right. So... But I think this is actually kind of the proper way to address right to repair. I think so, too. Look, we know some of you are going to open the device. We don't recommend opening the device because there's some things that you may not know about that... Uh, Screws are different lengths in different locations. They're, you know, the, the lithium battery, you have to be cognizant of this. I hope they're not gluing it into place. I hope it is low strength adhesive or some plastic screw mounts. Um, so it can be easily replaced. But overall, yeah. this did not look, this looked less challenging than most phones I've, re- I've repaired in the last five years. Oh, yeah. Years. Yeah.
1: It didn't look too bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially for what they're saying like like for replacing the, the controllers to replacing the ssd very simple um a couple screws and that was about it and they did say that it will affect the impact uh survivability i'm not exactly too sure why i, I guess don't know about because that because of the, the tension well because they did recommend using uh you know a, a tension proof screwdriver to put them back in maybe it's the tension of the screws it's too tight may snap easier. I have no idea yeah yeah it seems like yeah, you're right. it could be like they're being a little overzealous so you it's ABS respect.
0: injection molding. there's some give and take with the assembly. Yes, yes screw tension can can impact uh impact and drop resistance and and tolerances between components and things like that the likelihood of it actually making a difference if you dropped it from four feet yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, you only have to worry about impact resistance if you're giving it to your kid.
0: Right. I mean, come on.
1: I'm gonna put a death grip on that thing if I buy one.
0: Yeah. Well, I've got one on reserve. So
1: Yeah. Are you you got the you got the big one, right? The terabyte? No,
0: I got the two fifty six. Oh, the two fifty six. Yep. Still. Yep. Uh, I've got that on reserve, and I've actually got uh two of the two different Ein Odin uh Android handhelds. I've got the light oh, and yeah. the Pro model uh on reserve. Cause I'm actually really curious on those for cloud gaming, for setting up, you know, my game server in the garage and then having uh a, to to yeah. a six and six and a half inch Android handheld to link up to it.
1: See what kind of latency you get, see what kind of
0: performance you get. Right. Because the hardware inside is pretty impressive. Snapdragon eight forty five, four gigabytes of RAM, hundred and twenty eight gigs ROM. It's not a bad little system. No. all right uh rev says i thought emmc was meant to be embedded uh i.e uh bga yes but emmc is also a uh memory type uh and so i know i'm gonna get this wrong a lot of sd cards are actually emmc modules um uh, a a lot of flash memory is emmc so usb keys and things like that Mm -hmm. um where they are non-volatile memory, which means they don't require power to retain their their memory state. Mm. Um, a lot of the less expensive ones are EMMC. and so that's why we have you know one terabyte micro SD cards, which that feels weird to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing, Steve. I don't know if you know it that. Is. One terabyte no. microSDs are totally a thing.
1: I did not know that. That's new to me, actually. Go
0: Amazon. Go go look it up. They got they have terabyte, really terabyte SSD or terabyte well, micro SD.
1: They that well because the this the Steam Deck is supposed to support you know micro yep. SD, and I'm guessing it will probably support a terabyte if they have ter, terabyte.
0: Uh, Sandisk Ultra one terabyte micro SDXC, hundred twenty megabytes per second C10 U1 oh, yeah, full look HD, hundred ninety sure, bucks. Sure enough. Sure enough. 190 bucks. Uh $160 gets you a Lexar. Yeah. Uh PNY's got one for 194.
1: Yep. Yeah, SanDisk SP Kingston. Yep. No, I don't see yep. Yep. There's uh, a few People out that have. There's
0: a Broski on here for 25 bucks.
1: <laughs> no.
0: I'm sure that's legit.
1: Yeah, it's I'm sure it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like a whole terabyte. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never had much use. I have uh, an SD expansion on my phone and I use that, but that's like, I think it's like five, 512 gigs on that thing. Yeah. And I haven't even filled it up. Got lots of video and pictures on there. Still not even close to being filled.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jeff, when, when will you make the, how to cable manage the back of your rack video? You know, what's really funny is I was doing some cable management on my rack today. Um, because, uh, my rack is constantly evolving. It's, it's, it's part production, part home lab. And so I'm always tinkering with things and always changing things. And probably about 60% of it gets made into a video. And other times it's just like, I'm just going to change this thing to see how I like it. and Maybe I'll make a video out of that. Um, but, uh, one of the things that I did last year was I added my KVM switch to it. Um, And then I bought a full-size rack. And one of my biggest pet peeves is if you have a KVM with a physical interface and then you have a console that slides out and and lifts up is when the monitor covers the KVM up. And so you can't access the KVM buttons to switch with system you're on while you're using the the KVM itself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, I put mine in, in U42. And so I could reach up and hit whatever button I wanted, whatever I was working on. Um, Well, unfortunately, the cables that came with it were only five feet, uh, and it didn't reach the server that I just installed near the bottom of the rack. And so I had to completely pull out all of my KVM wiring and redo it Uh, today just so I could install Proxmox onto a server because I didn't (laughs) want to pull the server out of the rack. and while I was doing that, I said, you know what? I should probably eventually cable manage the back of my rack. Like I said, I would. <laughs> so thank you for bringing that up.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. Now you get a video idea. Mm-hmm. Just come with a plethora of zip ties.
0: This is still really good.
1: <laughs> I can't imagine it not being really good. <laughs> it doesn't stop being good after you get done halfway.
0: Mm-hmm. Now that it's warmed up a little and and breathed a little, it's almost yes. starting with like this. Uh, it's still dark. It's still super dark fudged coffee. Yes. It's almost starting with like this banana cream instead of uh, vanilla now.
1: You know, I've noticed that too. With it, mind that it's, it's transitioned up, just a little there's, bit. There's almost like a slight fruity note at, mm-hmm. at, at the front. Yeah. When I first take a sip of that. And I like that, especially about stouts and porters, darker beers in general, that as they warm up, they start taking on completely different flavors. And I really like that, usually for the better. Uh,
0: So who said that? Mystery technology. If Raid is not a backup, how can I have a Raid backup drive? Okay. Raid is not a backup. But RAID is a tool in both a primary uh, resiliency and backup solution. It's one of the tools you use for those solutions, but it is not the solution itself. People always want to say, well, if I have a RAID 1, which is a mirror, which is I have one drive, and then I take everything from that one drive, and I copy it to another drive, then I have a backup, right? No, you have a... Uh, An uptime insurance, where if OneDrive fails, OneDrive doesn't exist anymore, the data is still here. A backup also implies that if something happens to the data, you can recover the data. Which means if I accidentally delete a file, I can go back in time and pull that file back. If I get crypto locked and I have a RAID 1, guess what? both of those drives are now crypto locked that's not much of a backup that's why raid is not a backup however raid as far as uptime and resiliency is very useful in both a primary and a backup sense so both of my my servers both my primary and my backup both use raid to make sure the hardware is healthy and if the hardware is not healthy guess what I have two drives that can fail until my data is no longer accessible. Um, and I have that in, in all three arrays on my primary NAS. And my backup server is one large NAS array, uh, but it also has a two-drive tolerance. And I have reporting on that. So I know if the hard drives are getting to the point where they could fail, uh, or smart starts throwing errors, or various things like that so raid is a tool that you can use in a backup solution but it is not itself a backup, a backup. yes i hope that clears it up yes yeah it, it is it. it is confusing but you have to think of it from a uh yeah, not a rant. This is a teachable moment. Exactly, and and it's a common misconception. Well, if I have two copies of my data, that's a backup, right? No, because the two copies exist live and rely on one another. That's not yes. a backup. Because yeah. if if the only way it's a backup is if one bites the dust entirely, all the data is still here because it's no longer copying all the data from the dead drive. But if I get crypto locked, guess what? They both write at the same time, at the same rate, and check each other to make sure one's not getting ahead of the other. That's not a backup. Correct. Okay. Hope that helps.
1: I hope that helps.
0: Yeah.
1: You need one of those, the more you know, like animations
0: (laughs) across the top. Not that I meant to do the NBC tones right there. It's the first thing that came into my mind. Shooting Star, the more you know.
1: I think that was NBC. It was NBC. Yeah, Yeah,
0: Yeah, because the star flew over the peacock in the 90s. Yeah, that's right. And you usually had one of the friends announcing whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right trying to think of a joke to put there but all the ones that i could think of were like no i
1: know yeah not (laughs) not not appropriate not appropriate not appropriate
0: (sighs) yes all i could picture was like ross dancing through a field of wheat for a like (laughs) genital herpes hat or something
1: (laughs) he's like slowly brushing the wheat yeah the more you know because that's what people, you do when
0: you no longer suffer from general herpes. Two
1: old people on a cliffside in bathtubs watching a sunset.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Typical things that everybody does. Three ones been there. Everybody's done that, you know, so mm. relatable. And
0: you'll know when the moment's right. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> when that tub starts draining, you know. When that well, we right. are
0: already naked.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In separate tubs, mind you. Right. Well, you know. They can't be in the same because they both have bad backs. You know? <laughs>
0: Describe to me what you see. <laughs>
1: that, was, that was the whole SNL sketch sketch with the lovers. Love, you know, the lovers' toilet. The lovers, yeah. <laughs> no, not the lovers' toilet, but the the it was um, uh, Will Ferrell and uh, I forget the other. Sherry O'Terry, I think. Yeah.
0: Okay, they were always okay. in the
1: hot tub together.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And then Christopher Walken was in there, too. <laughs> and at the end they'd be Love like oh a... my back my back yeah.
0: <laughs> yep no they were always great then you got uh i always loved christopher walken whenever he was on there you, oh, you yeah. got the continental
1: yeah, okay. yeah the continental <laughs> it was Shinshi, Shinshi, and uh <laughs> my what did he say my lips were glistening with with the grease of goat goat's meat or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, uh-huh. literally he in the Continental he is like what I what I picture when I think of Zap Brannigan in real life.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, he's an old man though.
0: Right. Um and, and so like Leela, come over here. It's real allure. <laughs> <laughs> like No, my dear, please don't leave. Don't don't it's, don't
1: go. Please stay here and have some Pena. Yeah, yeah. That was a real good champagne. One. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Champagne. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so great, so great. Moving right along, we do have some beer news to get to.
1: We do. Just a little bit. Um first thing, uh to our uh, Canadian brothers up north. They may not even be aware of this. I wasn't even aware of this but today is canadian beer day that's today um well, and the reason how good yeah, for you <laughs> i know then the reason why you probably might not know this is because it was established in 2019. so not that old and uh i i, I feel kind of bad because uh, i don't have any like labat or anything like that to drink i have zero canadian beers mm-hmm. um I, and i i, I can't even think of any Canadian beers I really like oddly
0: oddly enough I don't know that I have any Canadian beers either like, you know I don't mind
1: coconut. Kokanee. kokanee's okay kokanee's right. kokanee kokanee's Canadian right yeah I think so yeah kokanee nice cold is okay but uh yeah so um uh, I'll think I think we have a few Canadians yes so to all you guys out there who may or may not be watching or listening yeah. Happy Canadian Beer
0: Day, eh? sec. Uh, so Mystery Tech Knowledge asked for the schematics for my USB fan controller that I use for my Noctua AAS uh, from mm-hmm. Mystery Tech, or from uh, uh, Major Hardware. There it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it's an off-the-shelf device uh, that I just 3D printed an enclosure for. Uh, You can buy them on Amazon. They're like a dollar a piece. You can buy them in a 10 pack, I think, for like 11 bucks. Yep. And it's a USB micro step up voltage adapter. And so it takes a five volt input and it will give as much voltage as you can supply current out of your five volt adapter. Uh, So put a good adapter on it if you're going to over overvolt it. Uh, You don't want to be running 16 volts off a half an amp (laughs) five volt adapter. But uh, yeah, uh, it works fantastic. And all I did was get a male fan uh, extension cable and then cut the end off it and soldered it to the positive negative on the output terminal. And off we go. It's not PWM. It's not PWM. It's just voltage control. But you can spin this as low as about three volts and still get it to, to run. And so if you want just a real soft fan or if you want to put a filter on it and use it for a solder uh, smoke remover while, uh, at a soldering station, it works for that, too. Mm-hmm. That's actually what I have one of mine set for is uh, when I'm soldering, it just kind of pulls the smoke away from my face. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it works fantastic.
1: Unless you want to get a little bit of a buzz and just let it inhale those fumes.
0: Yeah. i just... not going to lie. I like the smell of solder. <sighs>
1: take it in take a deep breath
0: yeah yeah uh, Um, 10 pack for 11 bucks they're on amazon they're they're super cheap and uh you can uh on thingiverse you can find uh the case i i didn't model the case i just downloaded one uh but yeah it works great and all i did was super glue that onto the back of the of the stand
1: so someone in chat saying that canadian beer day was yesterday uh but the article i was reading says that canadian beer day is wednesday october 6th which is today mm-hmm. unless it's unless he's in well, we haven't we haven't got unless he's in like newfoundland or something uh, like that. right like,
0: yeah no e- east coast has already passed so so east coast would be yesterday let's see Where is Canada right now? Uh, actually, no, the entire, uh, Eastern seaboard is, uh, still
1: today, still the sixth. Yeah. I mean, if you're brave enough, every day could be Canadian beer day. It's true. Just buy yourself a six pack and chug it. There you go. And okay. Should we do the next beer news? Yeah, let's do that. All right. So I think I think we talked about this uh, maybe last year too. I always thought that this was like the weirdest source mm-hmm. for for this uh, for, for this. All right, so it's a place from Lawn Love, and and they primarily focus on lawn care. Yeah, but I, I guess they have an analytics department, and they do a uh best cities for beer lovers every year and they do like kind of an amalgam of of stats to kind of figure out which cities are the best for people who love beer and they base it on several different methodologies uh i think the criteria is uh i think what one two three four five six points one is access so, like, how easily accessible is the beer per uh, uh, ten thousand or hundred thousand residents? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many bars, how many craft breweries are there? Uh, how many tap houses are there? Um, then there's uh, establishment quality. So they take uh, uh, how how they're how well they're rated, like on Google Maps or mm-hmm. or on stuff like that. Uh, then there's beer quality. So they look for awards that these particular breweries may have received that are in the city from, I think the great American beer festival, the international beer awards and the world beer awards. And they do, I think with the past three years, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it should be no surprise to anyone at all that number one, number two, and number four are all Pacific Northwest. Yes. Uh, They are Spokane, Portland, and Seattle in that order, with Denver, Colorado thrown in there for good measure.
1: Which I've been to Denver a couple times, and yes, their beer scene is is pretty good. I still think... Beer quality per brewery. Portland is better.
0: Uh Portland ranks number two. Uh yes. Denver ranks number four. And so yes. That's
1: uh, no, number three. Seattle's four.
0: Uh no, for as far as beer quality ranking. Oh, as far
1: as beer quality, yes, yeah. Correct. Portland correct. is
0: number two. Portland's number two, like across the board in everything. And then you yeah. have variances in the in the top five for, for all the different things that they rank. Mm-hmm.
1: Um I think their cost is pretty pretty high. Yeah. Uh which makes sense. They they are pretty high.
0: Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, beer quality rank, uh, Portland ranks second, uh, Seattle came in number one for that category.
1: Uh, I kind of, you know, I got many opinions on that, but yeah, Seattle does have some good, good breeze.
0: You know, if you said who has better beer, Portland or Seattle, it's kind of hard to
1: It's one and two. I mean it's, obviously. It's one it's and close. two. It's one and two. It's and, obviously close.
0: And it's flip a coin based on what neighborhood I'm in.
1: Honestly, it yeah, it you're really absolutely right. Yes, like I mean there's there's like there's like some places that yeah, there's there's not as many good beer places. And you there's go, but have you been
0: to Freem? Oh wait, Freem's yes. in Hood River. Oh yeah. have you been to Ten Barrel? Oh wait, Ten Barrels down in bend. Yeah. Like like you think of like the overall area, mm-hmm. Oregon all the way. But if you think yeah. of just Seattle versus just Portland, yeah, I, I see it. I, I totally see. Obviously, one and two. Obviously, yeah. But which block?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we have Great Notion, which which is is awesome. That right. That's obviously in downtown Portland. We also have uh, a level, which is awesome. That's that's right yeah. Le- level the, the, brewing the airport.
0: Uh, Seattle
1: has a lesion right downtown. Yeah. Shadow has a lesion. They have Fremont. Yeah. Um. So they have. They both. We both have like really good breweries mm-hmm. that are smack dab downtown.
0: Portland's um, got Widmer.
1: Yeah. I. I mean. It, Widmer's fine. They're fine. Uh, but but when I'm talking like beers that I I think are just phenomenal, like right. you got to try this right. stuff. Widmer isn't the first thing that comes to mind. That's true. Yeah, their beer are fine. I I, I like their IPAs and everything, but. When it comes to like oh you got to try this it's like i'm going to take you to great notion or or yeah. i'm going to take you to to well, like you said frame or yeah something
0: you're right like they're that. not on my brewery tour yeah, yeah
1: yeah although that was one of my favorite brewery tours to go on uh was the widmer one because they had like uh they would show you you know the different processes here's the grain this is where we saw our grain this is where we mill our grain and and after each section they had like this little little room and, uh, they had a stand where they had little hors d'oeuvres and little samples of the beer. They said, here's a good pairing. Why don't you have a sample of this? And then we moved on to the next one and it's like, here's another pairing and try this like that. I thought that was neat. I really liked that. Yeah. Um, and so that was, that was, that was probably one of the best tours I've been because I've been on several tours before, but that was the Mm. best one that I ever seen.
0: Other cities on the list are Cincinnati, Ohio, surprisingly enough, Salt Lake city, Utah. I know, it's kind of weird, like, right? Like, out of left field, like, really? Salt Lake? Well, isn't isn't Epic in Salt Lake? I think
1: uh, Epic is in <sighs> Epic Brewing.
0: Epic uh, Brewing? I think they're in they Salt Lake. Be. I think they're
1: in UT some, somewhere.
0: Salt Lake City, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah.
1: And Epic Epic is really good.
0: Yeah, Uh, Baptista. Yeah, Big Bad Baptista is Big Bad is, Baptista, is yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's something to be said just for that beer to be on the I list. <laughs> they
1: probably, like, shored it up yeah or like everything else that they have in salt lake city
0: yeah uh i'm surprised michigan isn't in here for new holland like why isn't Uh, new holland on the list
1: yeah i don't know uh i i would think well i think yeah i don't know maybe it's just because it's maybe they're not as widely distributed i guess i mean new holland is but like like we get their um standard dragon's milk right but we don't get a lot of their other stuff. So, I, I don't know, maybe did they a couple weeks it. ago. We did, and that was really good. But yeah, I don't know. But they do list what was so the worst the worst cities. Um they listed as Virginia Beach, Virginia, uh, Bakersfield, California, Fontana, California, Scottsdale, Arizona, Chesapeake, Shot. Virginia. Yeah. Laredo,
0: Texas. Come on. Give me Lawrence, Kansas,
1: <laughs> Plano, Texas, Kansas City,
0: Kansas. OK, Kansas. I'll, I'll, okay. Ta- I'll take Missouri like
1: Columbus, Georgia and San Bernardino, California. OK. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Not really a surprise there.
1: No, not really. Um, Scott, yeah, Scottsdale. I, I went through Scottsdale. I could not find anything there that was good.
0: Yep. Uh, local tip: Portland hosts a number of beer festivals. Check out the Holiday Ale Festival, which is fantastic. Oh, I've
1: been to the Holiday Ale Festival several times. Yep. Uh, I just don't like getting in that tent where it's just like tons of sweaty people there. <laughs> right. They 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 do have some great great beers there. Yeah it it's
0: uh, it's in like two hundred foot tents put together, but it's only about like twenty five feet wide. And yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I think it's a little bit more than that uh, yeah but but it is a very fun beer festival, but and it's usually super cold out by the time it comes around. And the nice thing about it is like after you have a couple drinks, because they're usually good high percentage beers. and then you go outside, you're just so hot and sweaty, you go out and it's cold and it feels so good and you're a little buzzed and you go down to like sizzle pie and get yourself a slice of pizza that's that's an evening right there. And I actually think that um, the or- the Oregon Brew Festival, which is the one that you and John went to, and you actually still have a video. So, uh, is that on your channel or John's? It's, mine, mine. it's, it's on mine.
0: Uh, yeah, the or- Oregon Brewers Fest.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's the second biggest. Yeah. Uh, the Great American Beer Festival is the biggest. Yeah, it's,
0: it's the second biggest beer fest. It's the largest outdoor beer fest.
1: It's the largest out- outdoor yeah. beer fest, correct. Yeah. yeah. And that's always a fun one to go to and and one of my personal favorites was they actually canceled for the last two years
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, I shouldn't say this because i kind of want to keep it small I, I, I like it because it's small yeah uh but it's the saint paul yeah. fresh hop beer festival
0: i'll say you're either thinking fresh hop or you're thinking the bauman cider fest
1: no not okay the bauman cider fest is pretty it's cool also too. really good it's yeah but no i'm thinking the fresh hop beer festival because what it is uh the, the area where we live is a big hop producer and there's a lot of huge hop farms here. And St. Paul is a kind of rural town, uh, fairly close to to Salem. And uh they do a fresh hop beer festival that's put on by the farmers who grow the hops. And so all the beers are featured fresh mm-hmm. fresh versions of their hops in these beers by these different breweries. Yeah. And it's not huge. It's it's kind of a small venue. Right. It's like uh
0: it's like usually like 30 breweries, uh, yeah, if, something if like that. that. Yeah. And, and they all bring like one or two kegs. And... Exactly. Yeah.
1: They don't, they don't bring a lot. And it's yeah. like two days. I think it's like two days max. It's not very long. It's a really small, but like it's, it's all experimental fresh hop beers from these local breweries that just want to try something new. Mm-hmm. And so it, almost every single beer there is just for that festival. And, uh, uh, People are like super generous with their pores. Yeah. Uh, they, are, I don't know how many times I've like people just like, here, have some more tickets, just have some tickets. It's like, right. I, I bought like the initial package of just like maybe 10 samples. Yeah. And at the end of the thing, I've gone through like 20 and I didn't buy anymore. Yeah. I, I've, I've walked in some. there with
0: $20 and had like 60 pores.
1: Yes. I know. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's like one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, just because it's so small and unknown and people are like, don't care. Yeah. not you do whatever. Yeah. And so they, but they canceled it the last two years just because of COVID. And I'm kind of bummed that I missed it because it was supposed to happen, I think two weeks ago and, uh, yep. they, they kind of canned it. So,
0: yep. Oh, uh, my yeah. fingers for next year though. Yes. Ready to get into some gaming news. Cause we do I have a couple of am. quick items to get to there. Uh, we do. Starting with, as of today, the Battlefield 2042 beta is open.
1: Well, it's the it's the beta for people who pre-purchased it. Yes. It's not open for everybody. Yeah, so if a... you have
0: open beta for customers.
1: Yeah, for pre-purchased people. Um, but this Friday, it's completely open. So if you have not pre-purchased it, you should be able to download it uh, on Friday and be able to beta test it. Yep. I actually did do the uh pre-beta i don't know if you want to call it the alpha or pre-beta but i think it's i'm pretty sure it's the same level because i watched some footage today and it's the one with the the rocket Mm -hmm. it's fun uh uh, i like it way better than five i think battlefield five is probably my least favorite battlefield (laughs) um so this one is kind of more going back to like uh, it, it feels a, a lot like a lot like like Battlefield Four did, in my yeah. opinion. Um,
0: so I I have not played it or really even seen anything from it, but I have to mm-hmm. say, uh, the reception was very hot and very cold, and really not a lot of middle ground from a lot of people that mm-hmm. I follow on Twitter and keep up with oh, friends, really? friends and whatnot. Um, of some people going like this is just hot garbage. Like it's, it's copy and paste trying to be call of duty. And the only thing new about it from, you know, 2041 and, and battlefield five is hey, they have some new gun animations and they're not trying to microtransaction us to death yet. Like well, they
1: have, they have like, they have like, um cause when I was doing it, they didn't have the weather elements in there yet. Right. Cause there's like in this, apparently the beta, there's a big tornado that will come through and kind of screw with you um and i guess it could it could tear apart the rocket i think that wasn't in place when i played it Mm -hmm. um so i think when i was playing it it was more focused on just the 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 networking and the gunplay Mm uh which i found to be fun i i don't i mean uh, i didn't find it to be a a call of duty clone it did seem a little more fast-paced uh but you know that's just kind of my play style anyway i guess if you wanted to play it slow you could but yeah
0: yeah. And like I said, I and I've seen it both ways. I've seen like this is one of the greatest battlefields that I've ever seen. It's it's awesome. It's immersive. The graphics are are amazing. And and I've also seen like, man, this gameplay just is not for me. It's not innovative. Unless, unless it's they get a level titan design, mode. it's
1: yeah. Unless they get mechs in Titan mode, it's not going to be the best battlefield. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Fair enough. It's just, it's just maybe the second best, maybe the second best. But I am excited for it. Uh I haven't pre-ordered it yet, but uh I I might I might I just I didn't do it because I guess obviously I can't play it tonight. Yeah. Uh but I can play it Friday, I guess, and uh give it a shot. See how it is.
0: Yep. Uh Rockstar has finally put Agent to Rest. That is yeah, the next and this title. Is-
1: This is this is going really far back, and I don't know if you remember this. I do. I kind of remember this is back in two thousand seven. This is how long back it goes, and I remember when this pre
0: GTA four.
1: Yes, this was pre (laughs) GTA four, and I was excited for this because it was supposed to be like a rock star. Eighty-three years. It was a long time. Yes, it's supposed to be like a a seventies like seventies James Bond uh spy thriller game yeah but made by rockstar so it's kind of have like a lot of the gta elements to it yeah and i thought that that was just like going to be awesome and when they first announced it it was just a, a ps3 exclusive that's how old it was
0: it's yeah. a ps3 <laughs> ps3 exclusive. launch title exclusive yes, launch, <laughs>
1: yes exactly and <laughs> make it has sure not been, to
0: mince words there Steve. yeah
1: yeah <laughs> sorry yes yeah launch title that's hell. 2007 right and it's been in development hell ever since and uh, a lot of people were holding out hope because they kept renewing the trademark for it yep uh but as of i think what was it 2018 Mm -hmm. they did not renew it which a lot of people said well okay they might still be working on it because they still still released some uh screenshots and stuff like that yeah but i guess uh they finally today took it off their website as a upcoming game. Coming so soon, it's officially, right. officially dead yep. and not coming out, which is a bummer because I love the idea.
0: I, I I love the idea of of a game kind of set in that time frame. We don't have... Well, a, I, mean, I
1: love No One Lives Forever. Yeah. Those were one and two were awesome. I mean, yeah. it was the 70s, it was 60s, but it's 60s spy type right. stuff. Yeah, 60s, so 70s, we,
0: we don't have a lot of of pc game or games in general set in that time period you know no we we wax nostalgic for you know vice city of the 80s and and right. know, san andreas in the 90s and things like that and and it seems like every game today wants to be either modern day or world war ii
1: well, supposedly Deathloop is supposed to be taking place in the 70s. Okay, okay. Uh And that's, yeah, I don't know if you've tried that one yet, because I know Dishonored was one of your favorite, and that's yes. the same same people who yes. did Dishonored. Yeah, same, um, same Ar-
0: uh yeah, Arkham Studios, yeah. yeah.
1: So uh I'm surprised you haven't tried that one yet. It, it's There's been on no my time. list. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> time. I know, it's time. It's the yeah. same thing, same problem a lot of us have. Yes. Just finding time to plug that sucker in. Uh, but yeah, no, I it I was kind of bummed, um, but, you know, it yeah, is what it is.
0: It is what it is.
1: If Rockstar I, says crap, it's crap, it probably was crap.
0: Yeah, I, I would rather them shutter a game that is going to be crap. And and at this point, a game that's been in development for 14 years uh, has a little bit of Duke Nukem Forever syndrome. Just yes. Just kill it and move on. If, if the, any... Id, if the idea is good, start mm-hmm. over and try again, but not today.
1: Yeah. Is there, I don't, I can't think of any game that has been in development hell for that long and came out the other side
0: with looking positive great. reviews, with positive,
1: like overly positive reviews. Right. I mean, Duke Nukem was like the King, uh, and, and they finally released it and it was, it was very disappointing, um, to say the least.
0: You know. There's, there's something to be said about Half Life, Alex. I'll I'll say that it's not Half Life Three, no, but it is essentially the, it is the new standard for VR experiences. Um,
1: Yeah, but I don't don't think I I, I agree with you there. But I don't mm -hmm. think it was something that was touted. It wasn't time touted. ago. No, it, yeah, it was. It, it was it announced like,
0: two months prior.
1: Yeah, so it wasn't so... like in development for a long time and then got delayed, 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 delayed right. uh, I mean, we have two things that could possibly break that mold, which is Half Life Three, mm-hmm. um, which is which is now the ongoing joke, right? Yeah, you know, it's like, and then um, we also have uh, Star Citizen. Yeah, which could also possibly you know it break that mold too. Totally.
0: I've bought into star citizen, not ashamed yeah, to say too, like, but
1: I I didn't pay that much for it.
0: No, I, I didn't pay a lot. Yeah. It's I will say I'm more than $60 into it, but I'm not. Oh, I'm, I'm less not than insane. That. I'm less than that. Yeah, yeah. Than that. Um, I, I bought a couple of ships when they went on sale. Like mm-hmm. I, I've got my my 300. I've also got an Aurora. I've, I've got and I've got a couple little ones uh, beyond that. But, um, you know, I, I don't have giant cruisers, <laughs> right? No. I... Yeah.
1: But those we don't we won't know until they come out and they get reviewed.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: I, I can't think of too many things that have been in development for like and, and highly anticipated and people were always and it keeps getting yeah. delayed, keeps getting delayed, keeps getting delayed. And it finally comes out and it like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, I can't I can't really think of a single example about that.
0: I, I will say there's not a lot of studios that I would say. Are capable of putting a game out there and, and announcing it and mm-hmm. then 10 years later delivering on that expectation.
1: Right. No, I, I think if, you're right.
0: If I there, think if there were a studio, it would be Rockstar. It would be Valve. It it'd be Rockstar North. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be Rockstar well, I'll North by that. Yes, yeah, it, yeah. it, it would be Valve. Um, And the list kind of stops there. Well, yeah, because you have to have a studio that's been around that long. Right. Not that many anymore. Um, Right. Um, I think
1: think a lot of developers have kind of learned their lesson and have just not announced anything until it's like within a year of release or something like that.
0: I, I would say the other one would be Blizzard, but Blizzard like 15 years ago. Yeah, not, not now. Not today, but like yeah. if in two thousand five Blizzard said we're coming out with X and in two thousand fifteen they released it, I'd probably buy that game. Yeah. If they announced something in two thousand nine, I ain't buying it today. Yeah, yeah. going wait. I'm gonna <laughs> like, wait and see. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. So it's a very short list of of, of companies and studios and game developers that right. could pull something like that off. And it says something that Rockstar pumped the brakes on it.
1: Yes. And, so. and that makes me think that it's it was obviously not up to stuff.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, Bethesda and BioWare, uh, maybe yeah. I I wouldn't even put that put that up to BioWare. Bethesda, yes. Yeah. In some regards. In think, some I regards.
1: Think, I think Bethesda just like, ah, there's a little yeah, especially if it's their uh, Elder Scrolls, well, they kind of like, ah, you know, if it's a little buggy, it's kind of the charm of it, right? <laughs> so they just let it go anyway.
0: And there's something to be said for bugs that don't necessarily completely break the experience, or even if they do, it becomes part of the experience. I mean, yes, exactly. Look, look at how buggy like every Bethesda RPG has ever been. Oh yeah, yeah, every one of them.
1: But it's it's become almost part of the charm because as long as it's not game breaking, frustratingly game breaking, I think they kind of just let it slide. I think that's I think there's probably some unwritten rule in their QA. Right. It says, yeah, if you, you know, if the giant smacks you with the club and you go flying 10,000 feet in the air, don't, don't log that as a bug. That's, we're that just we, going to call that a feature. Call it, we're gonna
0: call that a we're feature. even going to leave it in the VR version and release <laughs> yeah. that as a $60 standalone game. <laughs> yeah. Godspeed, gentlemen.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Tech Tech Potato making an appearance. Whoa, I'm oh, awake. Right. I'm almost out the door for vacation, but I'm awake. You know what? Hey, hey
1: have a fun vacation. You
0: man. you have fun on your vacation. You, you deserve it. If anyone does, you deserve it. <laughs> Remember StarCraft Ghosts, Sad Whistle? Oh, yeah, StarCraft <laughs> <Yes>. Ghosts,
1: yeah. <laughs> Well, that was probably another one that was like not going to be good the, and the announcement
0: and what was that 98 and they didn't officially yeah. cancel it to like oh nine or oh ten or 10. yeah i know
1: i remember <laughs> like, that a lot of people were looking forward to
0: that i was totally looking forward to ghost yeah
1: someone mentioned daikatana Daikatana Dai was, was another one yep. that was like really hyped up that was in development hell for a long time yeah and when it finally got released it was hot garbage yeah
0: Yeah, the quirkiness of the Fallout series is always interesting. Yeah, uh, well, uh, Rev says for Fallout 2, Fallout 2 was Interplay. Uh, That was not Bethesda. Um, And so, uh, no, Fallout 3, very buggy, based off of a slightly beefed up Morrowind engine. And then they came out with Skyrim. And then they pumped out Fallout 4, which was based off a slightly beefed up Skyrim (laughs) engine. This is, yeah. all, this is all a lot of the same core code. Right, a um, lot of the
1: engines are the same. Right. Yeah, and now, they're, really, they're really pushing it now. <laughs> right.
0: Um, But, yeah. The Bethesda RPGs, I think, kind of stand alone in that it's okay for them to be a buggy mess because yeah. the gameplay itself is... It's not even the best gameplay, it's just some of the best storytelling, and you want to find out more about characters that literally have three lines. And they made them interesting and engaging enough, even though they're all voiced by the same goddamn person. (laughs) (laughs) There are, what, three voices in Morrowind, and we played the crap out of that game. Oh yeah, that
1: doesn't matter, we just loved it. It was just the way the you know, the landscape was, and right. the vast exploring. It was fun.
0: Yeah, you get to Oblivion. Halt! You have broken the law. <laughs> what is there? One guard in this entire place? What <laughs> the crap? They
1: all sound the same. Yeah, it's the whole clones.
0: At least Skyrim had seven voices. I mean, uh, good yeah. Lord.
1: He couldn't have patrick stewart and marwin at least no it wasn't it was oblivion, Oblo- oblivion. Sure it was an oblivion yeah. that's right and he
0: was in there for five minutes yeah they killed the them. beginning Hashtag what, like, spoiler was, alert uh,
1: what there, i think it wasn't wasn't liam neeson in skyrim then who was in skyrim
0: no it wasn't liam neeson
1: who was because they, they did some kind of star who who was the same thing with like patrick stewart where he was just kind of there for a couple of lines yeah uh
0: uh let's see see. featured voice actors uh christopher Plummer. yeah christopher Plummer was in there uh and
1: and and michael hogan who is in uh battlestar galactica yeah Uh, okay so there's
0: more than seven actors but
1: okay there's there's a few it just feels like it okay no no one as big as as patrick stewart but
0: yeah anyway yeah Oh, wait, oh, Sean Bean? Uh, Was Sean Bean in there? Carrie Walgreen is in uh, Skyrim. Oh, is she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there's your Sean, Sean. Bean. So there, there's your B-list celebrity. I That's, don't
1: see him listed on IMDb. It's the
0: only. You know, it's the only one I'm seeing. <laughs> so. All right, and last but not and least, we've got one more bit of news to get to before we call it a show, and yeah. that is that Rockstar's latest game launcher includes strings mentioning the GTA remastered trilogy, referencing GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. That's right. So,
1: there's a lot of rumors floating around that there's going to be a remaster version of, you know, some of the uh Grand Theft Auto classics there um and apparently it's going to be using unreal tech so from what i understand uh and this is again just all rumor Mm -hmm. that the uh upgrades for graphics are going to be minimal they're not going to like replace the models Mm -hmm. or or anything like that but there could be some upgraded textures uh higher res textures um better shading better ui scalable ui that type of stuff
0: right widescreen um, support for widescreen support
1: and stuff like that <laughs> like, so let's it'll start look there nicer yes uh, yes i know without widescreen support almost all those games are unplayable i tried doing san andreas again a couple years ago and i just couldn't do it it's yeah. just it just looked weird um but yeah i mean Rockstar is kind of the king of milking their uh, their IPs. I think they're gonna be doing a release for uh, the next gen for for GTA 5. So it's gonna be the third time they release GTA 5 for consoles.
0: <laughs> uh actually, this this brings up a, a good point from a couple weeks ago that I didn't get to. And that is that uh Rockstar or Take Two. Uh, has sent takedown notices to decompilation projects for San Andreas, uh, Vice City, and GTA 3.
1: That also points to this, then.
0: Yes, and so the reason being was because uh, they are planning on releasing a, a remaster trilogy. Yeah. Uh, so that that news broke a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I think it broke during our 200 show. And so oh, we okay. just didn't get
1: didn't, to it. Didn't quite get to it, okay. Uh,
0: but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, GTA uh, remaster trilogy of, of the original three 3D uh, titles, which are all still good games. Oh, yeah. Um, no, uh, San
1: Andreas is still one of my favorites. I uh, love San Andreas.
0: I, I got to go Vice City. I, I got to lean Vice City, but San Andreas is still Vice fantastic. Vice City
1: was great, too, but there's there's some missions in Vice City that were just so frustratingly hard. Not to say that San Andreas didn't have some, too. I think Vice City had more. What was it? There's that. that, that you that got to catch helicopter. the train,
0: CJ. All you okay, had to do was, was keep up with the train, that was, CJ. That was, that That's San Andreas. One. That That's why I one. lean Vice city. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to follow the damn train, CJ. <laughs> Shut I up, Big Green.
1: A, I, I didn't have a problem with that mission. Apparently, <laughs> I got lucky.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh yeah, some people chiming in with uh, famous voice actors. Apparently Michael Dorn is in Fallout 2 as a recruitable NPC. Yes, he is. Uh oh, Michael Dorn cool. also appeared uh in another uh oh uh uh Troy. Gosh, drawing a blank on the name. Help me with the name, Deanna Troy. Marina Certis. Oh yeah uh she is the voice of uh uh Mass Effect.
1: Uh oh, she's the, the evil
0: chick in Mass Effect. The the assassin? Uh no, she's the uh she's the Asari matriarch. Uh Matriarch Benezia. Oh right. She's right, right. Benezia okay. in uh yeah. Uh and Michael yeah. Dorn makes a number of appearances in in a number of, of sci-fi games mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Um <laughs> fight me like John Saints Row's better than GTA. I, I, Saints Row uh, is fun. I've I liked Okay, where whereas GTA kind of kind of went from from silly to more serious, yeah, Saints Row went the exact opposite. Went, went they from were more quasi serious to, to like,
0: silly. screw it, three foot yeah. dildo.
1: Yeah, exactly, <laughs> <Go>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which no. I like both of them. I I liked I liked uh, 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 Saints Row three and four was a little eh, it was okay, but, but I, three I didn't I really like liked four.
0: It. Two and three were amazing. Two and three were fun. Yes, yeah. those were a lot of fun. Um, yeah, no, I I have very fond memories of Saints Row. I, I will say I didn't play Saints Row nearly as long as i played gta like i could always come back to gta and just yeah. start up a new game and and you know play a quarter of the way through well, and the, have fun. The, fun
1: the fun thing about uh, saints row especially three i don't think two was co-op but three is was co-op and so was mm-hmm. four and i played three co-op and that was a lot of fun
0: yeah yeah, yeah but no I, I i love saints row uh I, yeah you know like i said four was a step down you know gad out of hell i'm going ah eh. Yeah, but uh, you know, you're now the president of the United States, and
1: I—that's I, that's why. That's why I said they went silly. They, they went, went just really yeah. crazy, silly. The, you're uh, the president of the United States. The Aliens with are. Invading, Saints Row four, you're like, <laughs> I
0: felt they went a step beyond silly into just straight up absurd. Like, like at <laughs> least, at least with two and three, there was some semblance of, uh. Sarcasm baked into it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Little still grounded yeah. in in reality in some Somewhat, way, shape, yeah. and form. Yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah. It was more of commentary on that lifestyle than anything else, right? Um, just taken to the ex- to the extreme. When all of a sudden it's like, yes, gang member Gat is now the president of the United States, and we're under attack by aliens.
1: <laughs> yes, i <know.
0: laughs> more at eleven. Like, yeah, exactly. It yeah. went, uh, I'm okay.
1: <laughs> yeah no i i agree I, I didn't like four as much as three yeah. but yeah. yeah all right all right well i think uh we got this thing we got this thing done i think that's
0: a show it is it was a good one that was a fun one yeah that was a lot of fun.
1: non-stop action yes an adventure
0: and a, and a dr is... cutris made a made an appearance yeah, that's so right there, there we go uh, we've also got the the net guy was was in here earlier and a uh, cu- couple others kind of floating around. So thank you all for watching and thank you all, you all, for watching. Even, mm-hmm. if, even if you're not a, a famous uber If you liked this episode, make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to Craft Computing if you haven't done so already. Make sure to catch me in the podcast form of this show over on anger.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Head on over to CraftComputing.store, grab yourself a pint glass, hoodie, t-shirt, or any other number of things that I happen to be carrying right now. Ah, uh, Steve, anything to plug in some upcoming hops and brews? Or,
1: uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I guess I think I'm in the next two hops and brews uh, videos. Um, that's about it. Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe I should do something. I don't know, so I get something to plug. <laughs> Right, I got a got a built in audience that's ready to go consume whatever garbage I put out.
0: Yeah. uh... Follow me on Twitter, Craft Computing. Follow, uh, go over to Hops and Brews and subscribe to his YouTube channel, uh, John over there. Occasionally, we make guest appearances, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Although yeah. I haven't done one in about a year, and I I've been feeling antsy, like I I need you to should do go another. Go over there and do
1: one. Well, you you're gonna have to wait until he moves. But, yeah, I'm, uh, I have to
0: wait yeah. till he moves. And also, my wife is eight months pregnant, so we're it's we're gonna kind be a while, of, we're kind of in full lockdown right now. Right. Yeah. With, everything going on even though we're fully vaccinated and have been since march we're still like i don't trust yeah, all of you i don't want to go anywhere as my get, twitter bio get, says i'm pissed off that 40 percent of you can't act like adults i
1: think i think there's a, there's a lot of people who uh, have gotten used and and have really enjoyed the social distancing <laughs>
0: it's like stay away eh,
1: go away it's fine.
0: They're, they're like yeah it, it, there was talk about like lockdown and social distance, and I'm like, that's that's not normal. That's that's
1: that's yeah, that sounds great to me. <laughs> that's an excuse, nothing. The only thing now. I
0: haven't done is con to a Blazer game. <laughs> 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 End of list. Like yeah. that's been my sacrifice.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, oh, thank yeah. you all so all much right. for watching episode 204. This has been a lot of fun. Catch us every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time for the Lettuce and beer and tech news right here on YouTube. And as always, we'll see you next.